Hello and welcome. I'm Joanna Yunak and this is GFN News on GFN.tv. Today we'll be speaking with Will Godfrey of Filter about tobacco harm reductionist reactions to new vape restrictions in Australia. Hi Will. What new policies have been announced? Hi Joanna. Yes, this month the Australian government announced a widespread crackdown on vapes, including a ban on import and sales of all non-prescription devices and e-liquids. Vapes were already technically prescription only in the country, but in practice have been available in some stores. The government, as Ben Adlin reported for Filter, says it will commit hundreds of millions of dollars to, quote, stamp out the growing black market in illegal vaping. Specifics on enforcement and penalties are still being worked out. Not content with that, the government will further restrict prescription vaping products in terms of flavors, nicotine levels and packaging and banning disposables entirely. It claims, however, that it will make prescriptions easier to get by no longer requiring prescribers to register with the government. Cigarettes will remain on shelves, of course, though taxes will be hiked by 5% annually over three years as part of a plan to reduce the affordability of tobacco. And what reasons has the Australian government given for this move? No surprises here. A supposed youth vaping epidemic supported by a burgeoning illicit vapes market is the principal target. Regardless of the decline in Australian youth smoking, Health Minister Mark Butler claims that youth who vape are three times as likely to take up smoking. Researchers would dispute any implication of causation, and such figures often do little more than show that people who are more likely to use nicotine are more likely to use nicotine. Australia needs to reclaim its position as a world leader on tobacco control, Butler said. Big Tobacco has taken another addictive product, wrapped it in shiny packaging and added flavors to create a new generation of nicotine addicts. If the harms of cigarettes had originally been known, I would hope that governments would have snuffed it out immediately, he added, which is what I want to do to vapes. So what has been the reactions from people in the tobacco harm reduction field? They're appalled. Many point out that making vapes prescription only is an obstacle to smoking cessation. Vapors have rejected the prescription model, Australian advocate and physician Colin Mendelson told Ben, citing figures that only 9% of Australians who vape have a prescription and only 11% would be willing to get one if required. And he believes the pledge to make prescriptions easier to get is no solution, given the THR scepticism of Australian doctors and medical associations. There's plenty to like about vapes being available on prescription, as Dave McIntosh of Knowledge Action Change expressed, including affordability and reputational progress, but it's a barrier when prescriptions are the only form of access. Mendelssohn thinks some people will return to smoking, while most will just get vapes from the unregulated illicit market. And speaking of that illicit market, both sides agree that it's grown a lot, but not about what created it. Advocate Clive Bates is in no doubt, blaming, quote, Australia's zealous vaping control regime for the expansion of this chaotic market that will serve teenagers with anything illicit. The response of the architects of this mess is to press the government to ban harder, he continued. They have learned nothing and understand nothing about how all this works in practice. He and others worry about what enforcement will look like too. The plan to hike cigarette taxes has its own critics for burdening low-income populations that smoke most. 
but cigarettes will still be far more readily available than the safer alternative. Advocate Skip Murray was among those to note that the plan hands a commercial advantage to the lethal way of consuming nicotine. Not enough doctors are willing to prescribe vapor products, she told Ben. Not enough pharmacies are willing to sell them and not enough people have access to healthcare. When peer countries like the UK and New Zealand have taken drastically different pro-vape paths, Australia's crackdown stands out for all the wrong reasons. Thank you, Will. That's all for today. Tune in next time here on GFN TV or on our GFN TV podcast. And don't forget to register for the Global Forum on Nicotine Conference, taking place in Warsaw from the 21st to 24th of June. Thanks for watching or listening. See you next time.